This is part two of a two-part podcast going over WrestleMania 36. If you hadn't listened to the part one, gosh, you are missing out. It should definitely take a step back and listen to that episode first, then come back. Now, the conclusion, day two. And after that, I think everyone was starting to go, maybe WrestleMania is going to be pretty good. Uh, I think everyone's expectation on day two changed because of that match. Yep. And then, and the then day two match. started. And we got Liv Morgan versus Natalia, which... I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you right now, Ace. You didn't watch it, did you? I mean, it, okay, well, define wa- watching. So if you have a match on your TV... But you're eating wings and talking to your wife through the whole thing. Did you watch it? To be fair, I did the same thing with my bros, and I did watch it. And I, it was it was a kickoff match. Okay, let's not give it any more credit than it was. It was a kickoff match. There was nothing at stake. There was no build. You fight you her, you fight her because we said so. Um, so we're not gonna dwell on it. It happened. Live one. Maybe this they'll actually give live some attention. I don't know. I think that's what they're trying to do because they also had her win her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe they're trying to give Liv some attention and tell Natalia, "Hey, you're not in a all heart honesty, anymore." They may give Liv money in the bank. I could see that. I can thing, too. You know what you have to do then? Then you have to give uh, Ruby a title. Ooh. Okay. Oh dang it, Ron! Don't bring that up. There was no cruiserweight match. Although to be fair, cruiserweights kind of uh, moved to NXT. Like un- unofficially, Cruiserweights kind of moved to NXT. So, uh, yes and no. They they still have their own show, and Jack Gallagher is back, and he is oh I know awesome on it. Oh I know but, the gen- the gentleman has returned. Uh the the gentleman is now a badass, and they the need WWE- to strap on that man. Yeah, the WWE Conor McGregor. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But yeah, no. Uh, the Cruiserweight. The Cruiserweight wasn't on a pre-show. Then again, the Cruiserweight wasn't, wasn't on, on the show at all. But hey, it's progress. <laughs> progress uh but moving right along let's get to the to the the meat uh both okay both nights early on we started uh with a quote-unquote controversial women's match uh uh number one started with the match that was controversial yes but what i'm saying controversial and jacob's got some feelings well you know what because i am semi indifferent to this like i don't know if i like the winner but i get it uh, there are a lot of people that feel differently, though, so take it away. Okay. Hey, Internet, sit, sit your ass down. Okay. So, oh, come on. One, one, one. I'm going to say, say this right now. Seth Rollins and uh, Kevin Owens was awesome. The best in start to finish bell was this match. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley was the best wrestling match of the weekend. Done. Sorry. Uh, Charlotte has cemented herself as the best women's wrestler. Done. Sorry. Um, okay, so I, I get the complaints. People wanted Ripley to come in and beat Charlotte, thus establishing herself as the new thing and establishing the NXT brand. I didn't want this. I've said it on this podcast, and I will continue to say this. Charlotte winning makes her better storylines. Charlotte now will go to NXT and the whole NXT storyline will be the queen is there. Who can dethrone the queen? 
And to anyone uh, telling me, oh, yes, but they're just sending Charlotte over there. Now she's going to beat them all up and make NXT look inferior. And this is just Vince burying NXT. I guarantee you, if you ask any of the women in the NXT roster, oh, hey, Charlotte's coming. So now every time you get a title shot, you get to face Charlotte. They are ecstatic. Why? Because... In uh, I don't care that NXT NXT is a third brand, guys. NXT is still the uh show the show that picks up indie talent to make sure they're ready for Raw or SmackDown. That is what it is. If you don't want to accept it, cool, but that's business. Plus, and if you like, go ahead. I don't want to say it this way, but it needs to be said this way because it's facts. Um, NXT is the one that's got the direct competition right now. You gotta put your stars on against the competition, and yes. Charlotte is a star. Like she is. I don't. I'm not She's trying to. Name. I'm not falling for the whole like this is a WWE burying NXT blah blah blah, 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 blah. But more so that NXT is the way. NXT is the way to go. Call six eight three seven zero zero. Um. Anybody who in Memphis will get that stupid joke. I was about to say, that's a local reference. That's a local reference right there. No, but NXT is the one that's got direct competition the day of. And so their their ratings have been a little mad lately. But, I mean, again, the situation is the situation. So, you know, that I think that plays heavily into it. If you, you're, you need to put star power on your, your competitive show. Uh... And so you just, it makes sense. Put Charlotte I, on NXT, make her a dominant I, force. I also think, because wrestling fans, for the most part, love to look at this like a sport and not a business. Um, and so it's like, oh, I don't like the sports team. Oh, I don't like that sports team. Oh, I hate the Patriots because they win all the time, blah, 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 you know? And so Charlotte is that type of sports team, you know? Oh, yeah. People no, hate her. that is unfortunately the best analogy I've ever heard. Yeah. Is Charlotte is the New England Patriots of the wrestling yeah. business no, because she's yeah. a flair. Yes. Yeah, you're right. But here's here here's the thing though. Is so back in the early two thousands, uh indie tapes, and there's like a bunch of uh shoot interviews, right? And there's interviews with Kevin Owens back when he was Kevin Steen, uh and Daniel Bryant back when he was Brian Danielson, and all these other guys. And almost every time they are asked, hey, uh, if you could wrestle one person, who would you want to wrestle? They all said John Cena. And, you know, everyone's like, John C he can't wrestle. He's not good. And every one of their answers when they were asked, like, why John Cena? They would say, he's the WWE champion. He's the biggest name in wrestling. He makes the most money. If I get in the ring with him, I can show I'm as good or better than him. And then maybe I can have that spot one day. Everyone, everyone who's anyone basically says, hey, if you're the WWE champion making the most money, you're my dream opponent because that means I made it. That means I'm at the top. So that's why I'm saying Charlotte uh, wrestling all these NXT women. Oh, yeah, I guarantee you none of the women in NXT say, man, I really want to get in the ring with Charlotte or Becky. Of course they do. They're the two top women stars in wrestling right now. Right. So to think that sending Charlotte to NXT – doesn't make that roster ecstatic that they get to wrestle with her and get to uh, tap into her knowledge and talk to her about, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this. What can I do better? Or what does, like, 
Vince and like the WWE high brass look for in a match like this that I'm about to do. Because here's the thing is these women, all most of the women in NXT, especially the ones that come from a high wrestling pedigree, are good and they can already go. I'm not trying to say like Charlotte has to teach them how to wrestle. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that um, iron sharpens iron. And if you have somebody that knows what WWE wants, not like what's a good wrestling match, but what they want and can uh, teach you or even just tell you, oh, hey, you're amazing in the ring, but they like to, uh, for you to do this, this, and this. Then you add those little things to what you already have going that's awesome. And it doesn't just make you better in the ring, but it makes you better to Vince and whoever else would be pushing you. And yeah. so therefore then you're an amazing wrestler that also now does what they like. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't see how the negative to Charlotte going to NXT. I don't see any negative to that. People are going to complain. That's just basically what it boils down to. That's it. And Rhea Ripley will either stay on NXT and they will have one of the, okay. Rhea Ripley will either stay on NXT and then Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley 2 will main event a takeover, and it will be the second ever uh, takeover main evented by women, or Rhea Ripley will, will go to SmackDown or Raw. Probably well, Raw and so, Becky Lynch. So according to, according to Ron, this is, this is a hot take from Ron. Um, the reason Ripley lost was because her work visa was expiring, and she needed to go back to Australia, but because she was flying from the U.S., she would be under a two-week quarantine before she could even do anything about it. So, uh, so that is okay. They, no one knows if that's the. I mean, but, I don't think it was uh, the reason, but I'm sure it was a contributing factor. Yes, uh, she is. Uh, she has already. She flew back to Australia Monday. Her work visa has expired. Uh, like he said, there is the two week quarantine, but also because of travel bans to the U.S. and everything going on, it'll be harder to get her back. Yeah, she may not be back till closer to mid or end of summer. Yeah, so I, it, like I said, I don't think it was the factor that made that decision, but I'm sure it was a contributing factor. Uh, so. yeah, like don't get me wrong, she may have been win, and that's the reason I say, say that they may just keep her in NXT and build up. Uh, if if they can do an arena show in Boston, uh, for SummerSlam weekend. They could easily do uh, Charlotte versus uh, Ripley uh, take over Boston and make that the main event. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't, I don't think it's the end, but yeah. Um, let's move on because there's a couple of quick fire matches before we get back to the the big one. Yeah, that was uh, the main one. I just I had to say my piece. Oh no, was, I mean was... that had a lot of talk on it, so I could I there's there's a lot of reason it, to talk on it. It was the best wrestling match of the weekend. Go ahead. Uh, so following following that, we had uh, Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley, which it was a very, like, didn't need to be their match. It wasn't a throwaway match, though. I felt like I could watch that match and wasn't bored, and I think it was because there was no stupid storyline attached to Bobby Lashley. Um, like, you didn't watch that match under the lens of, oh, he's fighting Rusev because of this, that, and the other. You know, it was literally just like, he's an opponent. And so you were just watching a wrestling match. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have to, I didn't have to watch why is Bobby doing this, you know, in the ring kind of thing. That being said, I was really like, just what? When 
Bobby was about to win and Lana screamed at him to spear him. And he was like, oh, I guess I'll do that. And it, it cost him. Uh, so my thing with that is like, so now with the storyline, they're doing this whole, uh, you know, like now he, he's blaming Lana for that loss and like, oh, you saw, did Lana you see? Stuff. Yeah. Did you see Raw? Yeah. Where he was like, I'm going to get me a new wife. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, not- yeah, he's, like, he's, he's like, maybe I need a new manager or a new wife. Yeah. But, uh, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she just kind of like slid like, in like she didn't hear that. Here's my, here's, here's, here's my thing. Bro, you didn't have to listen to that advice. You didn't have like, to. You had the match un- in the bag. She, yeah, like she, okay, did she give you bad advice? Yeah. But at the same time, also, you had the dude uh, lifted for the Dominator, um, and she's screaming to spear him. Why didn't you just hit the Dominator and, and then, then spear the him? Spear, bro? Yeah, just hit yeah. that and then set it for the spear. Yeah. Other, so it's, it's, so, so you it's set like, him in the corner, went into your corner, and telegraphed your move. And got the crap kicked out of you. Yeah, so it's like it's like, bro, that's on you. That's, that's on you, bro. That was a nice black mask too. Like that's that's become yeah, one well, a a really protected finisher, and I'm okay yeah. with that because that was a I am too. That was a strong dude. And uh, I know we had to quick fire some matches. Alistair Black's uh, ring attire was so dope. Oh yeah, like and dude, that... and did you notice the creek? The creek didn't bother me when when he uh. Stood up the little ear that we always hate for the, for for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah, it didn't yeah, bother it didn't me, bother. and I and I think it's first just time. because like because it was silent and because you could hear everything. It didn't feel like added out of place. It was just like oh, you know, this is just part of his thing, and not some like sound effect that they added to See, make you I'm not realize sure if it's that, or if they've just beat me down to accept it. It's probably that too, but I, the yeah. way I always pictured it is. You need to hear him rising because you wouldn't be able to really notice with the crowd noise. But in this, he still rose, but like now it felt like, oh, this is just part of the intro, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm I want I'm that really I want that clip really though. Hoping for 2020 that I, I'm not even saying Alistair Black needs to be heavyweight champion, but I'm really hoping by the end of 2020 they will make him US champion. Give him something cuz that boy's doing he's putting in god's work uh out there yeah he's 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 doing doing stuff as vince would say that's some good oh wait i can't say that one yo you can't (laughs) although that was a great line uh oh it was an amazing line anyway go on the one i i was actually kind of looking forward to this match uh to a slight degree otis versus ziggler um mainly because that we finally got some Semi closure slash a weird like what on SmackDown the uh the Friday before, yeah, where I where mean, there's now a hacker, which we all thought that there was somebody, but like it was oh, just we don't say there's a hacker. You know who that hacker? We that don't. Mustafa Ali. We don't know that that's a hacker. We don't know that that's Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Ali. It has not been revealed yet. I will I will oh, retroactively sorry. give hey, you credit. Hey everyone, breaking news. It is Mustafa Ali. It is the outline of Mustafa Ali. It looks like wait, Mustafa wait, Ali. Wait, wait, wait. The outline? The dude sat in a chair with a hood on. What do you mean the outline? The symbol, the, 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 the symbol is Mustafa Ali's like symbol from the his The symbol like, is hand. the only thing that connects him. That is Mustafa the, Ali. The silhouette of him. Get out of here. That is Mustafa 
Ali is a dude in black shouted in black like shut up looks yeah, looks no, like no, Mustafa no, Ali hey, hey, hey. I understand you know who it's else hard it, to, hard to, you know uh, who else it looks like what you were trying to say is it's Mustafa Ali in black it's no. Mustafa Ali in a black hood no it's Mustafa it, Ali it was every single male wrestler that's not a big old boy in black okay. for all for all we know, that was Buddy Murphy. I didn't Murphy. realize every wrestler looks like Mustafa Ali. Oh, you mean in silhouette form? Yeah. In a hoodie? Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it probably is, but until it's proven, I'm just going to stick with my theory that it's not quite Mustafa Ali yet. Um, okay. Hey, hey, you can be wrong. I probably will be wrong, honestly. I'm willing to accept that I'm probably wrong. But that being said, we got Otis versus Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler came out, and he was not with Mandy Rose. And it was just Otis. And Otis was uh, putting some beat. Look, Otis came out, and he came out to play. Like, he didn't have any kind of, like, quote-unquote amping up the crowd. Like, I know there wasn't a crowd, but, like, he didn't, like, motion. He didn't do it. He, like, he came out. He walked down. He commenced the punch in Ziggler. Uh, and it was really, really good. That being said... Uh, I was a little worried when Ziggler got the upper hand and Sonya was like, you know, messing stuff up. Uh, but then when Mandy Rose came down, oh, uh, that sequence of events where like she had it in her head. This is what I'm coming to do. And this is what's going to happen. Uh, was It was just this nice, seamless seam of like she came down, she slapped Sonya, then she went around and kicked Ziggler, and then she left. She was like, I've come to do what I came to do. Call, call it a day. Uh, did you have any uh, thoughts on this match? Um, I, I thought it was a match that happened. Um, I thought that it was a shame that this is Ziggler's first uh, singles match in WrestleMania history, and that was it. Yeah. Um, we can't I all, mean, it was they can't all be bangers. In all honesty, it was a fun little story match where it was just like, er, you stole my woman, I'm gonna beat you up. Um, but I mean, it it was what it was, you know. They can't uh, they can't all be bangers. And we that's got to, right. And we got to see uh, the caterpillar, which is always Otis, fun. Yeah, Otis got the girl. Now we'll see where it goes from there. Oh, that was such like a heartwarming, like, uh, mm, this this is good. My wife pointed it out though, like the way he was holding her, like when most guys hold the girl, you know, she they're the arm around their neck and they're holding her like low to their waist. Yeah. He was holding her up so high to where like he was basically holding her under his chin. He's a big old boy. He, that's all he could yeah, do. Know, but it was just it, was, it looked so it looked so awkward the way he was holding. You know, it was also really weird. Uh, <laughs> my, my buddy Chris was here. Uh, he's a, he's a little heavier than me, but you wouldn't really be able to tell it. Um, they announced. Otis's weight, and it's like twenty five pounds more than him. He was mad. He was like, <laughs> he was like, no. Chris was upset. He was like, no, no. Oh man, I wish I was there for that. Oh, it oh, was God. so great. He was like, he's what? It was great. Wait, wait, wait. What, what what did they announce his weight at? Do you remember? It's like three forty or something like that. Like somewhere in that range. He was. Bad. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna rewatch that. Find out the exact number in the next. Episode. I'm just gonna say that number. Do it, cause he was and like, just watch him be like, no. He was like, there's no way. There's no way. I was like, well, like, 
most of it's like good old boy and that's weightless. But yeah, it was it was really funny. Uh the next match, you either loved it or hated it. Like straight up. Uh Edge versus Orton. Uh the See, I don't can I be in the middle? You can be in the middle because there's a lot of people that are right there in the middle because um so the match itself I, I, was fantastic. Yes. It just kind of drug in the middle a bit. So I will say this. Okay. Um because I I didn't go back and rewatch the whole match because it's a forty minute match. Yeah. And I watched some of it. I will say this in rewatching it that I realized is okay, one, this is Edge's first match back in nine years. Right. And he goes forty minutes. Oh yeah. Like kudos to you, sir. Kudos, kudos to you to for you. sure. I will say this with the fighting all around they did with no crowd. At first, okay. At first, when I watched it with no crowd, I was like, "That's what's making this boring." It's like there's no crowd cheering on the guy to get up for ten. Yeah. And then, second time when I was watching parts of it, what 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 hurt the match? It was not not having a crowd. It was the announce team. The first night you had Michael Cole and JBL, and they were just like trying to pump all the energy they could into that show and then the second night you had a different announced team and they were almost making it like it was a somber affair like like that match like whenever they would do something they'd be like oh 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 my god he just oh oh man like towards the end when it was like quiet for most of it like they were really like leaning into like oh geez like this is about to happen this is about to happen yeah, did, but like, did you see though uh, Beth Phoenix's um, tweet though? To oh, which, uh, oh to, the one about the ladder. about the ladder. I thought you said no ladders. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's just so good. That was funny, but no, like, so like looking back, I do not think it is a bad match. But I mean, dude, can you imagine that match if like Jr. would have announced it? Oh man, like, like just hearing him somberly tell stuff. I just. I think they needed some uh, an announced team for that match that like wouldn't be somber about it, but when like whenever something happened, like no, don't do it. Oh, oh God, oh God, you know, like energy. Yeah, well, because like, Jr. has this weird way of having energy without yelling, because exactly. he's like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, Edge. Think of your think of your career. Think, like he adds so yeah. much like urgency without feeling the need to scream. I it. I, I just think the announced team on that match kill like what well, didn't kill it it didn't it kill it it didn't help it because normally the it, the the uh announce team is supposed to supplement the match and especially in a crowdless environment they like yeah. they are the noise in the match and yes i there was a now, couple of moments where they didn't really fit exactly i 100 uh, agree um like it was a good brawl um i mean those matches uh last man standing matches are always good but at the same time they are also matches that like stuff happens and then you know you have to do the 10 count stuff happens and then you have to do the 10 count so they lend themselves to feel kind of slow already um so like i think if that match would have had a different announced team even more so than a crowd it would have made it feel more better uh but nothing can take away from the ending of that match um, that is the only time in that match that the announced team 
and the quietness worked so so well is at the end when like Orton's saying I'm sorry but this is the way it has to end and so oh. and then Edge like jumps up and like uh chokes him out yeah and and then like the ref's counting and basically cusses out the ref and tells him to stop yeah and just like that look of Edge like not even looking at Orton but just like looking up like I don't I don't even want to see what I'm about to I don't want to do this but this is how it has to it like and the yes. I will say this the silence sold that like oh, that is yeah. one of those moments where even if there was a crowd, I would hope to God that they would have muted the crowd because the silence is what sold that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the ending of that match is top, and that's the reason I, I'm saying I do not hate that match. Um, I do think it was a little slow, and I d because I I actually think I would have liked for that match to have been if it's a 40 minute match for it to have been in the ring for 10 of those minutes yeah they actually they actually left the ring seen, really quickly i actually would have liked to have seen a little bit of traditional wrestling with it being edge's first match back you know yeah yeah um but that all being said uh like i said it was good i just i i'm not i i wasn't in love with that match the way some people are I'm in love with the ending. The ending was great, great continuity, great storytelling, everything. Um, I just, I, the match so, just felt like it drugged to me. We've um, got, we've got four more matches, and I knew this was going to be a long one, but we got to keep this from going too long, and then we want to okay. get to the one that I know we're going to stick on for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We. So, did. following this, we had the Street Profits. Versus Garza and uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Yeah, he's got like a weird name that like the first name you're like, oh, that makes sense. Theory. Dude, Wait. that kid is gonna be a megastar. Oh, he's got he's got it going on for sure. Dude, I, I just hate that he had. I just hate that he had to be like added for people to go. Oh, dude, I hate that guy in the best way. I saw him at an indie show and how jacked he is right now. He was jacked like that at 19. He was at this indie show in 19. I saw him like, man, that kid's good. And this guy sitting beside me is like, yeah, he's only 19. He's only 19. And he's like, yeah. And he's only been doing this for about six, eight months, maybe a year. I was like, what? And dude, that, that guy is like so young and already so talented. Like, dude, he, in my opinion, he has no, no limit. It just, Oh he's yeah, good, he's for good sure. On the mic, he's good in the ring. I'm talking about him because there's not really much to talk about the match because they came to the ring. The Street Profits won. Uh, next match. Oh, there, no, there's. There, to I was about to say there was something. So Selena afterwards, they decided to have like a a beatdown thing, which is we. I was like, why would you do this? There's like no crowd to tick off for a beatdown uh segment. Like what? I don't. I don't understand. Uh, it was to bring out Bianca Belair. It was to bring out Bianca, and I was like, oh, nice. Uh, what I also really loved uh, all night, because I had a lot of like non-standard wrestling fans. Like uh, I think Chris knew some, and uh, my buddy Justin knew some, but the other two were like very new to everything. What was really fun was that every time going like, see that person? They're married to that person. You see that person? They're with that person. Like, it was fun saying, like, this person with this person, this person with this person. And so when Bianca came out, I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, 
And then I was like, and you see that hair? That's right. It's a weapon. Um, That's right. She she whips people with it. It was... I, I, I love Bianca Miller. It's just, She's such a good, like, in-ring performer, um, both on an entertaining and just, like, on a technical level. See, I want to love Bianca Miller, but I found out that she ran track at the University of Tennessee. Oh, it's fine. Everybody's got to get an education somehow. Is it? Is it fine? Are you really worried about the track team? Like, if she was, like, a cheerleader for the football team, I would give you that. But, like, the track team? Come on, like. That still means that probably on some level she cheers for them in football and basketball. Uh, and that's I guess, but look. Oh, that's close to a deal breaker. Look, some people some people gotta get an education somehow, you know. Yeah. I mean Anyway, moving on. Next match. <laughs> Next match. Oh, this ma- I had way more invested in this match than than should have been invested in this match. Because Ooh. Ooh, we haven't mentioned it. We haven't mentioned what else went down over this weekend. What else went down? The changing of the guard. The ringing in. The ringing in of the new season. In addition to season four ringing off, we also had quick pop pick a mania. Oh my God. You're doing this in the middle of talking about mania? We haven't even talked. The Firefly Funhouse. Why are you going to ruin I just, Look, because we're at this match and this was the deciding factor for me. It reminded me that we have not mentioned <coughs> that... Look, I will have you know, know, know that Bailey women title matches <coughs> has now screwed me over twice. <laughs> if that's not the absolute truth. Both I times officially that, hate Bailey. Both times that, that Bailey got and retained the title have worked out in my favor and I never root for her. I yes, Susie, why aren't you picking Bailey every time? <laughs> Dude, anytime there's a big four and like we're similar on a bunch of picks, you need to just start picking Bailey. No. You're like, is Bailey on the card? No, because apparently sometimes you gotta pick against her to, to win. <laughs> to let everybody know. It got to a point in the night where we realized, based on our picks, that this match was going to be the deciding factor of whether we would have a single winner or a three-way tie. And I had thought that maybe this is where they give Naomi a little push. Because while they haven't really been fully behind her, they haven't like just relegated her to the background. Um, and because of the live shows, it's you don't get as much pop out of Naomi, so she hasn't really shown up. But I mean, she was she was still a you know pretty up there uh, you know personality. And uh, so I had picked Naomi. Everybody else picked Sasha Banks. And in reality, the story was Sasha in, and Bailey. In reality, the more and more they got closer and closer to the day, the more and more that a hundred and ten percent made sense. I was even there as the match was going down, and I kept looking over at the guys, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I, I think I've made a poor choice. I think I made a terrible I, I made a terrible mistake. I've made a poor choice. And so when uh, Naomi got eliminated, which also, up until, like, the first elimination, I totally forgot it was an elimination. I just thought it was a fatal five-way. Um, but anyway, uh, when, when Naomi got eliminated, I was like, crap. It's going to be Sasha, isn't it? Like, I've already gotten my choice marked off. It's probably going to be Sasha. 
What? It should have been Sasha. It, it in reality, I had already resigned to the fact that once she got eliminated, I was like, ah, crap, it's gonna be Sasha. And it been. and there was the moment where like they were teaming up, and I was like, oh well, this doesn't. I mean, this just means that like there's going to be a riff. Somebody's gonna try and you know win or sneak a pin after the last person's eliminated. Like, but the way it went down and gave Lacey Evans that minor advantage, I was like, oh my god. And so the instant I'm like the instant that Sasha Banks got pinned and eliminated, I leaped out of my seat. And everyone else was like, Why are you so excited? Like I thought you picked Naomi. Naomi didn't win. And I'm like, yes. And neither did Sasha. <laughs> they were like, what? And I was like, I already have a one point lead in them. And nobody got that one right. And all of a sudden you could see where it clicked. And they were like, oh. And I went right back to just cheering. Never have I been so happy that I was wrong. Yeah, it should have been Sasha, though. A hundred percent. It a hundred percent should have been Sasha. I was very surprised that they went Bailey because I had resigned about a quarter into that match that I, had, I was wrong and we were going to tie. But because Sasha didn't win and because Bailey retained and nobody had picked Bailey, your new season four starting quick pop champion is once again, babyface ace. It's, I don't think I've started a season as champ. I've always only won it midway through, so it's a good feeling to start as champ, especially given that last year we were tied at Mania, and that began the, the season of tie. Last season was the season of tie. But hey, you know what was awesome about last season? Whenever there... What's that? But, uh... Anywho, uh... Decent match, nothing wrong with it, uh, except maybe the the result. But the story is there going forward, though. Like they did sp sprinkle the seeds of what's going to happen next for sure. Uh, yeah, they're, it's weird that they they used a mania match to set up a story, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be Sasha and Bailey at some point moving forward. Oh yeah. Um. So because I know that we're going to end on it, and uh, I know we want to give it the time it deserves. I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to go out of order real quick because uh, the next match was the Cena match, but we, we want to leave that for last. Yeah. The, the they, final they match. should have left that for last. No, because then you're saying a non-title match headline mania, and that doesn't look good. That's not, that shouldn't be your main event. Your, your heavyweight title should be your main event no matter what. True. So we so had. let's just talk about it. Okay, I'm glad Drew won. Especially uh, because they, I watched earlier in the day uh, the documentary that he did, the little mini doc, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yo, no, he needs to win. He needs to win. The funniest thing in that doc is because so he's from over in England and stuff, and like the, the night he was going to win the Rumble, they're like, oh yeah, they're having it at this stadium. He goes, oh, I don't think we've done that stadium. And they go, oh no, it's a baseball stadium. And he's like, oh that. That that's a big one, right? And then and then it shows him like at the stadium. He goes, "Yep, this this is this is big." Huge. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, baseball stadium. That's a big stadium, right?" And then he gets there and he's just like, "Oh my god, wow, this yeah, this is huge." <laughs> yeah, but but it's just it's just 
you can definitely <laughs> tell the big ones, right? they're they're so used to performing in arenas that they go to a stadium and they're like holy well yeah well you can tell like he was he wasn't necessarily the regular arena or if it was bigger you know? yeah he was like Until so is that like the same size he's like that's like slightly bigger than normal right and then he gets there and he's like oh this is like yeah. this is like WrestleMania size like stadium. That's probably thirty to forty thousand, maybe fifty. Well, I mean, just in pure size, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like half of that was like on the field, so that was even. But uh, no, I'm I'm glad for him. I've liked Drew McIntyre for a while. It, I, it's good I that he's upset. getting. Yeah, what are you upset about? I, I, that in night two they because they started that match and like they were coming down the ring at like. 9 15 yeah and i was like oh it's gonna go some time i I, w- I was like oh crap they're gonna let this go seven minutes five minutes later whatever it was it's over and i'm like they they, they ended wrestlemania early yeah okay. i mean you you had it pre-scripted and you still ended it like a normal wrestlemania would have ended live yeah like how do you do that when you know when the ending's gonna be <laughs> i don't know but uh, because it's one thing like for a pay per view to run and end at a weird time because you know then uh, then you're like oh well they're just gonna show this to kind of like fill time before like the next actual network thing supposed to come on. How do you know when it's gonna end and not be able to structure it? Yeah. So. I I, I don't know, but like it uh, that was the one thing weird about WrestleMania. Both of the heavyweight title matches were very fast and not good. Well, oh, but when you had it be be Goldberg and Brock, like, did you expect yeah. otherwise? But, like, the rest of the card was so good. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was definitely upsetting that we just knew what was going on. Yeah. You know, oh, he's it's whoever's going against Goldberg, it's going to be fast. Oh, he's going to go against Brock, it's going to be fast. What was funny is Brock literally just laid in immediately with the five moves of Doom uh, strategy. Poor Drew was trying his hardest to be like, I'm going to do something different. I'm not just going to Claymore kick you and call it a day. Like he was yeah. doing, he was doing his darndest to be like, I will not be a five moves of doom guy. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, more I, power to him. It's going to be interesting moving forward to see who they get to go after Drew for the next few matches. Um, uh, um yeah, I hope they don't, I hope it's not one and done. Although, while we're on it, before we move on, because we've, we, I'm sure we all have a little thing to talk about, although we won't go too long. We're literally just about to hit the, the one and a half mark, um, which is fine. I knew this was going to be a long one. Um, yeah. Can we talk about how on Raw afterwards, apparently there was a uh, New Game Plus version of that fight? Okay, so th- so seriously, how? Okay, so, so, so many things, so many things. Okay, <laughs> oh, one. One. Oh god, there's so many things. Okay, so first, first off, first off, let's just cut to, to what it was. So supposedly in an empty arena, Drew McIntyre went to the back, came back out, and did an interview in front of no one. Well, in which the big show interrupted. Yeah, the interview was not necessarily the weird part. The weird part is that supposedly in story. He went back and. Yeah. Like, anyway, that's the weird part. Doing an interview in an Athena is not necessarily weird. It's it's and, the. Yeah. 
And so then he had to have one of those, oh, you're not a real champion, uh, so fight me. So he's like, okay. So he had a match after his match. So technically, the main event of WrestleMania was Drew McIntyre Big Show, and it aired the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, but it supposedly still happened at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still the main event of WrestleMania. The, the main event of WrestleMania, McIntyre Big Show. If, if someone asks you, what was the main event of WrestleMania? McIntyre Brock, you're wrong. The last match of the night was McIntyre Big Show. Yeah. And then, and here is my main thing. I've said it on this podcast before. I'm going to say it again. WWE, if you are having a show and you're like, oh, you'll never believe what happened, stay tuned because you'll see this shocking event. If the answer to your shocking event is Big Show or Kane, announce it ahead of time because like any time they're like there's a shocking event and you hear well is the big show i can that the sound of that music as a as a quote-unquote surprise sounds like people changing the channel well because and, there's especially entertaining about a big show or kane surprise and you know what's really silly about it it's how transparent it is because you're basically saying yes oh big show is there i wonder why big show is there wait what's that coming on right after oh the premiere of Big Show's show on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. Craig, crazy. But but Ron said this in our group chat, and it makes no sense. And I agree with him. Why did you have Big Show come out and do like a heel promo to get a, ch- a chance at the title when he has a show where he's like the dad to these little girls? Right. And and not even that. You 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 made it a point, and so we'll just bring it up. You know how you said, like, oh, it was weird that, like, at 9.13, 9.15 or whatever, you know, WrestleMania went off the air? That was the time to show and do this little weird part. If you wanted to stretch it to 9.30 like you obviously were expecting to do, that's where this would have been. Just show oh, it. I forgot the fourth thing. I forgot the fourth thing that ticked me off. Um, During the match, like, Big Show comes in. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, challenge me. And so they did it. And they're like, oh, my God, we may have, like, a match after WrestleMania match. And oh, right. That has never happened in Mania. Right. What? Excuse me. WrestleMania 9 would like to have a word. 9. Hulk Hogan comes out to check on Brett. Yokozuna starts talking that ish. There's a match. Hulk Hogan beats Yokozuna, becomes the new champion right after Yokozuna retained the title against Brett. Are that, you although, kidding me? It's not even that. Happened. Look, not even that. Was it not just like a year or two ago where Dean won the the, the uh, Money in the Bank or whatever, like early in the night, and then later cashed it? Oh, no, no. They were just saying it's never happened at Mania. Oh, okay. I thought that happened at Mania, but then I just remembered. No, no obviously no, no, no. that, that would have happened at the Money in the Bank that Dean did that. Okay. No, the only person to ever cash in at uh, – uh, WrestleMania, Seth Rollins. Yeah, and he didn't even do it after the match. He did it during the match. Correct. But so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, WrestleMania so 9 would like to have a word. I heard uh, Michael Cole or whoever it is say that line, I, dude, I want to throw something at you right now. He, wasn't, like, he wasn't around then. He didn't know. He didn't know. You know he what? Was. This, Ace, this match has made me angry. Let's <laughs> make everyone happy. Yeah, let's get right to what we were, we were here to talk Ladies about the whole and time. gentlemen. The true WrestleMania main event, the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, so right off the bat, when it started, 
and John Cena's music hit in the arena, I was like, now wait a cotton pick in a minute. Okay. This, I, I don't know if I want to see a match, but I was not promised an actual match. Why are you walking into the arena? Why are you, uh, definitely like gesturing to a non-existent crowd? Why do you keep walking to both ends of the entrance ramp? There's nobody there. There's no one there. And then it happened. And we all apparently uh, virtually took a, a hit of acid, I guess. That's the only way to explain what you went know, down. Everyone watching that show, all of your drinks, you know, immediately got were punch in it. immediately like you may not have even been drinking at that moment. It was a retroactive uh, spiking of your drink because um, we went on a trip because we started in the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, we had Ramblin' Rabbit telling John Cena, yeah, he went that way. And, uh, you know, he goes through the door or whatever. And we decided, I, from what I determined and how I'm looking at this, the entire Firefly Funhouse match was Bray Wyatt in therapy working some stuff out. Because it was just uh, was, like... Was Bray Wyatt in therapy or was John Cena in therapy? Well, I think this was Bray Wyatt airing his grievances visually. Uh, because I don't... Because we'll I think John Cena's in a good place. I think he's fine. But I think uh, Bray was like, Oh, yeah, you've had it real tough. Let's look at your career. So I All feel... Right. I feel like a majority of this match was Bray Wyatt working through some stuff. Really quickly, before we uh, get into this match, I'm uh, trying to find it. Here it is. So uh, there is a twi uh, Twitter account, uh, Twisted Chai. I'm going to give them all the credit. They put out this tweet, and I don't know if this is what WWE is going for, but it should be because it is so crazy on part with exactly what this Bray Wyatt character is and what has been happening. Yeah. So, I'm like I said, I'm giving them the credit, so I'm go they're going to read their tweet. Oh, did you share this? Uh, or somebody share yes. this? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yes, it's so great. So, they tweeted this out. Bray Wyatt is fixing all the opponents he's beaten, taking their characters that are fake and weak, then averting them to who they uh, really were. He made Finn turn back into his prince form from New Japan, he turns uh he uh turns Seth back to his uh heel uh opportunistic self-serving personality, made the Miz uh his true egotistical character, and Daniel Bryant to his babyface indie wrestler self. The only one he couldn't beat was a man whose character has never really changed and has never va varied off his Goldberg persona. Yeah. That is the weakness of the fiend. And if uh, Bray, if uh, if you have no faults or doubts in your identity, uh, he cannot win. He preys on the weaknesses and insecurities of his opponents. Um, yeah, I one hundred to one hundred percent credit to him. And if yes. w, like you were just saying, if that's the angle WWE is going for, or Bray has told WWE that he's going for, perfect, dude. Yeah, because like. How crazy will it be if that's what it is and somebody figures it out? And like, 
we do like one of these Firefly Funhouse matches and Bray's doing all this crazy stuff and the other person's just staring at them while he's yeah. doing all this stuff. stuff, And it's, it's like Bray brings up this thing and he goes, yeah, I failed. It happens. Or just like something like that, you know? And like he just – he can't get to him. And then the fiend comes. And like how crazy of a visual would it be this like – unstoppable fiend of the fiend just like punching the person and it like not affecting them well could like because here's the thing two opponents that i'd like to see him go against uh and one goes with this theory and one goes not with this theory uh if we go with the not with the theory i want him to see him go against randy orton i want to see that be his next like prime okay. pick the problem is it doesn't fit into that theory because i don't think randy's really changed like from his old self, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if that would work with the theory. It would work with the past grievance that he has with him, but it wouldn't work with the preying on their weakness thing. Um, now, the flip side of that, someone that I would like to see him take out, I would, and I don't know how I'd want to see it because it would mean the breaking up of something, uh, go after each of the members of the New Day. Oh, yeah. And really bring out the fact that, like, you guys are now just entertainment. You guys aren't your former self. Big E, you used to be the enforcer. Now you just shake booty. You know, Kofi, you used to be the high flyer. Now people are just waiting to see what fun, you know, Facebook-worthy uh, video that they can share. You know, I don't know if what he'd do to Xavier, so maybe Xavier is like the rock, like that holds the whole group together. But I could see him like systematically trying to pick apart that group. No, and like that would and be, if they want to, and if they want to keep uh, the new day together, then they got to pull on the power of positivity, and like that's what you know, like keeps it keeps them strong. Like you could go both ways. You don't necessarily have to break it up, but it would give story. No, yeah, 100%. So um, that's my two yeah, so, next opponents that I'd like to see. One that works with that guy's theory and one that works doesn't work with that guy's theory. Yeah. Um, but so to this match, like uh, really quickly, let's break it down. So, so we started like said, in the Ruthless like Aggression. Said, like you said, so we went to uh, uh, Firefly Fun and... Um, uh, did they start with ruthless aggression, or did yeah. they start with that uh, Saturday night's main event? No, they started with ruthless. Okay, started with ruthless aggression, and Bray just kept. Oh my god, I I just I laughed out loud. Right, Bray just kept uh ducking, but John Cena kept being like ruthless aggression. Yeah, he duck. tried. To, yeah, he ducked aggression because that was the only thing he knew to say in the moment. Yeah. Uh, now, from uh, there, they went to the main event. Like they went to the ruthless yeah. aggression, and then they basically <laughs> went further back in time with a uh, Johnny. Uh, what was it? Johnny something meat. Yeah, Johnny sweet meat or something like that. Something like that, and he couldn't stop working out. Oh yeah, he was just, uh, just. Uh, it, was, it was, and then you had uh, uh, Macho. Uh, what was his name? What was the name of the the vulture? Macho Mercy. Uh, 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 Macho uh, Mercy uh, and uh, Vince. Mercy, yeah, Macho Mercy and, and the Vince puppet. <laughs> Who has the best line that we can't say on this program. Say, which but... is, is fun because 
uh, it Vince comes out of nowhere. Known, Vince, well, Vince is actually known for saying that. I, I'm still not convinced that this time wasn't Vince. Like, there was a little bit of undertone where you're like, okay, this is clearly someone playing Vince. But then there were a lot of times where I was like, maybe Vince asked so, if he could just voice himself. Apparently, that one was recorded at uh, Titan Tower and stuff, and Vince was in the room editing it. So he had to okay that. And I could, Vince loved it. I could believe it. I could believe that 100%. Uh, I hope um, they. I hope they do a, a the behind the scenes thing like they did for the uh, for the boneyard match. Like I, I want to see a behind the scenes for that one as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. um so yeah, so we had then, the we had main event. We go to Doctor of Thugonomics. We didn't Thugonomics. It's like they went like all the way back and then all the way forward and then all the way back and then all the way forward. Yeah. Um. The Doctor of Thugonomics, I think, was really good. Cena had some good lines in with that one. Uh, that I will not repeat. Yeah, he did. Well, because um, it was basically him getting to go back to his uh, high point of promos. Yes. Um, um, and then we went to WrestleMania 30. And did, I did really like that story. Did we go to Do 30 I, or did we go to the NWO era? No, no 30 was first. 30 because was first. Th 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 that's where the storyline came from. He said it was his greatest de defeat. Oh, and right. And, and we yeah. always thought the whole time Bray's greatest defeat was that he didn't beat Cena. But if you remember the storyline, the whole storyline was trying to make Cena go dark side. Yeah. So, so like, when he said his greatest defeat and they flashed it back, they reminded everyone that there was a point in the match that he was telling Cena to take a swing. Yeah, hit and him so with the chair. And so then you realize, you're like, you're like, you're not mad that you didn't beat Cena. You're, you're mad, mad that you didn't make him go dark side. Yeah. And so Cena takes the swing, and that's when we switch to WCW, and he's being Eric Bischoff, yeah. uh, basically announcing Hulk Hogan, but it's John but Cena, it's Cena. since John Cena took the swing, he went he became, dark side. Yeah, he went Hollywood. Um, which, that was one of my favorite parts, because one, him being Eric Bischoff was hilarious. Oh, but yeah. two, I love it because... When you know storyline, he, he's basically saying, "I I made you do it, John." But also, it's like everyone had been wanting John Cena. They're like, "We don't necessarily hate you. We hate this cookie cutter character." And then they wanted him to be a heel because they thought it'd be more entertaining. So they gave you what you've been wanting. Is he came out as a heel? Yeah, and which was exactly what happened with the Hulk Hogan story. So yes. it it was basically them saying, like, if you had done this, this what this is what would have happened. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, so, so that was interesting. And then, of course, there, it just, you know, the fiend. And then and the fiend then... tried to murder John Cena. Well, well, no, actually, then John Cena actually hit Bray Wyatt and started beating him up. And then it, he looked down and it was just the puppet of Husky Harris. Yeah, he was just beating up Husky, which was, you know, his first, first character. Um, yes. Which does have some, you know, undertones there as well. There, and, there is so much to unpack with that with like oh my god that could be a character uh, also, study in and of itself yes also the uh uh the the i forget which part i think it may have been during the doctor of thugonomics part or maybe it was during the wrestlemania 30 part but when bray uh it says uh you can look but you can't touch oh that was that's, yeah 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 because that's the bella's theme song uh yeah like that whole thing they basically it was just Wyatt's career and John Cena's career and it was just them basically dropping like reference, little reference, in your reference, windows reference, into, reference. yeah it was just like easter eggs into both their careers yeah 100% and uh, after he after he quote beat Husky beat the or origin of Bray Wyatt essentially 
That was when yeah. the only thing left was the fiend. And that was the one thing that Cena had not faced and not overcome. And the one thing that he couldn't. And uh, Wyatt, or I should say Wyatt, the fiend, proceeded to attempt murder on uh, John Cena. So, okay, I had to ask you, because so I know you, I know some of the people that you were watching this w- with Night 2 with. Um, like, have no idea who that is. <laughs> Do what? So I'll tell you this. So what was great is uh, two of the guys barely hanging in there. One, because I had to get up early and everything. I was like, I'll just go. I'll just go. And they were like, no, we got to see Cena. We got to see Cena. We got to see Cena. I was like, okay, but you're going to watch a man die. Um, but yeah, so they get there to Cena. And they're like, wait, so who's the fiend? Uh, because uh, there was there was a uh, segment in the pre-show where uh, they were talking about the match. And so they were like, wait, who's the fiend? Is that Bray Wyatt? Who's like, they were asking a lot of questions. And I was like, let me show you. So I showed, I want to say WrestleMania. Uh, I think it was one of the Summer Slams. I think it was like uh, one of the Summer Slams. Was it the Summer Slam when he first uh, appeared against Finn? Not the Fiend one. I showed them a Bray one first. I showed where it was okay. Bray versus Demon King Finn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so they saw the Bray Wyatt entrance. They were like, oh, yeah, that's Bray Wyatt. And I was like, now let me show you where they made it evil. And I showed them the first instance of the Fiend. And they were like, oh and i was like oh yeah and they were like so is he like the same person and i was like see that's where it gets tricky because like the announcers say that like that's bray wyatt but it is very much strongly alluded that those are two separate individuals very like kane and demon kane kind of thing you know with with finn they're like oh that's finn unleashing his dark side but uh, with with Bray, it's very like this person exists at all times kind of thing. Yeah. So they were uh, they were like, so it's two separate people. I'm like, eh, it's it's weird. You'll hear him in the match say Bray Wyatt. That's the fiend Bray Wyatt. But at the same time, they treat them as two separate individuals because you may fight you may fight the fiend, or you may fight Bray Wyatt. So. So how, but what my question is that weren't you know, super familiar with the current product, how did they feel about the Firefly Funhouse? Oh, they were like, whoa. And I, they, they were like, uh, I think they were naturally just weirded out by the whole thing because they were expecting a WrestleMania event. And, yes. you know, they, and I was, I, I kept warning, like every person that showed up, I said, just to let you know, this one's weird. And they started watching. They were like, ah, uh, yeah, I see. And I was like, yeah, but it's okay. There's a lot of good to be found. Just know it's going to be a little weird. So, uh, when it came to, they had seen that because they came early enough, they were able to see the uh, a good chunk of day one, including the boneyard match. So they had the expectation oh, nice. of what the cinematic approach was going to be. Okay. So when when was, the Firefly Funhouse came I'm just, up, I'm just uh, I know Chris. And I'm just picturing his reaction to Firefly Funhouse. Like I said, the entire match, every time something would happen, I was like, this is a drug trip. This we we've been our drinks have been spiked somehow. This is a drug trip. Um so no, I think everyone was like, What is what are we watching? It was beautiful, but everyone was like, What are we watching? Um, that's funny it was even, uh, fantastic even my uh because my wife uh, watched some of both nights with me 
Uh, and even she, the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse, like Firefly Funhouse, she didn't get all the in your windows and stuff. But even she was uh, sitting here and she's like, this is weird, but like very well done and very entertaining. Yeah, uh, what I think my favorite uh, way I heard it described. So um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, so I was telling them like, hey, this is when you need to come over, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, for the Boneyard match and everything. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, try and come early so you'll at least catch this. And uh, Seth, one of the guys that came over, uh, brother-in-law Seth, was like, uh, yeah, your your wife was telling me about the bone match, the bone yard match. She said it was pretty good. And he said, and since she doesn't watch wrestling, I took that as a good sign. I was like, good. I mean, yeah. That's, that's pretty much the best thing you can get is a person who's not super into wrestling being like, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that that's I mean, I, to me, that's the best stamp of approval is when you can get somebody to be like, oh, I don't watch this thing, but this th this part of it was really good. So, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I, I think it was a great WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'll put it to you this way. It's tough to do an overall because admittedly, uh, everything is very like. Colorized. By the two like end of day matches, uh, I'm not counting the world heavyweight title. That was just there because it needed to be there because WrestleMania world heavyweight title. I get that. Realistically, everything was like set by the uh, the final two matches of the day, and so it was smart because that's what you left on. But then when you go like, oh well, has Mania overall? You have to like go well. Do I look at it based on what I just saw, or do I somehow step back and look at it as a whole? Because as a whole, yeah, it was really good. There was definitely some low points. But when you look at it day by day, that's when it gets tricky. Which do you think was stronger, day one or day two? Uh, day one. You think day one was uh, stronger? I think the Charlotte match and uh, the Firefly Funhouse was amazing. Um, but I think... They were day the only highlights. A lot more lull matches. Because, I mean, think about it. Day one had um, the Boneyard match. It had... Tagged, um, two tag team matches, technically. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, just, I'm just talking about really, really well good matches. It had the Owens-Rollins match. It had the Boneyard match. It had the women's tag match that was pretty good. The SmackDown um, tag match. Yeah, and it had the ladder match. Like, just the, right there, I... I Four matches that are i think worth start to finish watching yeah um uh the night two like i only think it i don't know like i i think night two had stronger stuff but i think night one had more of it yeah yeah so i would say night one to me uh, if you're looking at overall because if we look yeah, at it yeah, with a micro overall, lens if, like I think match of the, of the weekend is Charlotte Ripley. That's night two, and I think the Firefly Funhouse is the most fun you could have that weekend, which is night two. But yeah. I think night one just as was a better overall show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last last thing, and this is going to be where I'm going to really put it to you. Uh, which did you enjoy more, Boneyard or Firefly? Um, see, I've been thinking about this. 
because that because those those are the two matches that set the tone for WrestleMania. Yeah, well, see, this the reason it's hard for me is because Boneyard is a cinematic match. You know, like they're I mean, they're not doing ring like you know wrestling moves per se, but you know they're fighting, they're doing all that. So that's more of a match. Um, Firefly Funhouse wasn't really a match as much as it it was like a bunch of skits. Yeah, it was a lot um, more cinematic. You know, I don't want to say documentary, but like it was more telling a story and not necessarily showing who was stronger of the two. I actually may say Boneyard match. And here's the reason why going into this weekend. I once I heard they were doing like cinematic stuff and I heard the Firefly Funhouse was going to be one of them. I'm like, oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. I knew. Bray would would because Bray already like, does cinematic stuff, so it would just be on yes. top of that. So I was certain that that would be good. I was already because of Undertaker's age, uh, just hearing another match was weary of how good it could be. I know AJ would help him out, but I was weary of how good it could be. And then hearing that that's cinematic, I was like, I don't know. And I think the Boneyard match um, surprised me in the best way because okay, if if you would have. Uh, basically, basically, what I'm what I'm saying is this. So, if you just would have told me, "Hey, these two are cinematic things," right? Yeah. I would have expected Cena and the Fiend. It's like, okay, that's going to be good. Uh, Bray's going to do his crazy stuff. Cena has the type of personality and is the type of person. Okay, you want me to do that? Cool. I'm going to make that the best thing it can be. You know? Yeah. Um. So I figured that would be good. But then you're telling me like, oh, AJ and the Undertaker with the Undertaker's, you know, advanced age, we're going to have a match. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I'll watch it. It could be good. It may not be good. I don't know what the Undertaker can do. Oh, but it's going to be a cinematic match. It's like immediately in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if that makes it better, you know? Yeah. And it did. Um, so I think I would say the Boneyard match wins for me just because I didn't think it was going to be that good. And I did think the Firefly Funhouse was going to be as good as it was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we knew this. We knew that Wyatt could put on a show. We didn't realize that we were putting it to such a show when you put in Wyatt's creativity and Cena's admittedly pretty good acting. Yes. Uh, so those two things back to back. Uh, that Those we already knew the expectation was pretty high. And so, uh, so the fact that the Taker, you know, AJ match uh, hit the bar and then exceeded the bar, yeah, I, I would, I'd be tempted to give that to you for in that manner. I'm gonna go the Wyatt Cena match, if only because of all the references, like the trip down memory lane that we went and the aesthetic that they put on each part, like. The shot on VHS look when they did the Saturday main event. I haven't even, uh, yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. That was amazing. That was the funnest match of the night. I didn't even mention this. They brought back the freaking SmackDown fist. Right. And you know what I thought? You know what I thought when, when, that, when I saw that? There's, that? there's hope for that, uh, that WCW ghoul still existing. There's a storage house. Oh. There's a storage yep. yard, obviously, somewhere. Where they have the old props because they found the SmackDown fist. So somewhere is the Halloween Havoc ghoul, and we just haven't found a good enough spot to put it in yet. It, I'm holding out hope that'll Everyone, still be a thing. Bray Wyatt has the ability to bring us the SmackDown set we we deserve, we need, we love. He has the ability 
to bring back the old UPN smashing fist set. Yes. In Bray we trust. I need I need that set back. I need the freaking like you just said, I need the ghoul holding a freaking pumpkin and I need it to come back to every you, you want to know what's going to save everyone from this everyone everyone is locked in their homes. It is a time of worry, stress and trial in not just this country but the world. What can bring us all together? What will give everyone in this world hope if WWE will announce right now that they will do a show with a crowd in October with a ghoul holding a freaking pumpkin? Yes. Give me the hope I need, WWE. Give it to me. Yes, let please. Let's do it. Uh, there's nothing more to say. Uh, as we approach the two-hour mark, which I kind of expected, uh, yeah. If if there's one thing that can be said about the WrestleMania 36, exceeded expectations. Oh yes, basically. No, like that, that's the grade. It's like oh A to D. What grade do you give it? Exceeded expectations. Yes, because like we could nitpick and say this match was good, this match was bad, yo yada yada, so on and such forth. But regardless, uh, everyone had such little expectations for this and so many opinions on how it would go. WrestleMania 36 gets the grade of exceeded expectations because no matter what you thought it would be, it went above and beyond no matter what you thought. If you yeah. thought it was going to be lousy because no crowd, it was going to be amazing. If you thought it was going to be stellar, it, it beyond that stellar. So, yeah, trust me when I say that would that be the grade I give. You know, we always go like, oh, that was like a C plus show. Or that was like a B plus show, blah, 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 so and so, such and such. But, uh, yeah, 100% exceeded expectations. Uh, I've run out of energy. We have gone on for two hours. I have missed a dinner. Um, I am le tired. I am, I am le tired. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where WWE goes forward with this because we are still on on stay-at-home watch. We're still in the midst of it. We're still going to be here week in and week out. And as you saw, uh, I'm going to try and make the live stream a normal thing. Please hop in, talk, speak. We'd love to hear from you midway. Uh, things I don't say they're going to be changing with Quick Pop. They're going to be improving with Quick Pop. We're going to be adding four. some stuff. Season four is going to get a lot more involved with you, the fans. I know you're out there. I would love to hear from you. Uh, come hang out in the chat. Leave a comment. Reply to our Twitter post. Like Whatever you need to do, we would 110% love to hear from you. Uh, for those of us who are here, uh, me, uh, Ron, Jake, you know all the Quick Pop uh, hosts, uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, the best way I could say this without giving away too much, are you passionate about wrestling? Are you, would you like to have your opinion made and known? Like, you know, so on and such forth. Um, reach out to us. I have, I need I, to talk yeah, to you. Yes, I would like to make my opinions known about wrestling. You already make your opinions known. Oh, I do? Someone who's not on, already on the podcast on a weekly basis. Oh, man, I'm out. You already give your, your opinion every day, week in and week out. 
I'm talking to what our, do you mean? I don't I'm talking about our listeners. Oh. I'm, I would love to hear from a listener who would like to have their opinion known as well, if you catch my drift. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge, uh, body slam, body slam. Um, so from all of us here at Click Pop, welcome to season four. Thank you for an amazing season three. You all out there, when I look at the people who are listening, you give me the motivation to keep going. Uh, so I want to thank you very much. I want to thank all of my co-hosts that continue to come uh, and put up with me on a literal weekly basis. Um, if and there's it's so hard, everybody. If there's, so look, that's not even a joke. Um, if there's anything that I am most impressed with is that I am still doing this and no one has vetoed me out yet. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to everything that's going to happen with season four. Uh, we're starting in a weird version of wrestling, and so let's just see where it goes from here. Um, any parting thoughts? Wash your hands. Wash oh, your face. Absolutely, that goes butt. without saying. Well, yes, those those go without saying. I just meant like in um, season three was amazing fun. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to be a sentimental here first. Uh, this podcast has been really awesome to be on. I didn't think I'd be doing anything like this. And to hang out with Ace, Ron, and Nell, uh, these three guys are awesome, and this podcast does mean a lot. And I'm glad uh, there's somebody out there that listens to all of our nonsensical ramblings about wrestling. Uh, you guys are awesome, and I really hope that we can get y'all more involved in Season 4 to help this thing grow not just for us but just for everyone to just build a community uh around this thing we love of this wacky love of wrestling right exactly we we want to hear from you that's we want to make this i don't want to call this people's podcast but i'd love to make this a much more involved podcast i i love that we can give our opinions uh that we love that we have our own topics that we can talk about but i i would love more if somebody else was able to make their presence known on the podcast so for all of yeah. us here at Quick Pop, uh, looking forward to a stellar year. We're going to quit being sappy because next week we're going to get right back into uh, the day-to-day grind, which, you know, is not really that large. So maybe you'll see some out-of-the-box topics going forward. Oh, 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 but hey, spoiler alert for next week. We get to hear Jacob say some things he likes and doesn't like about current AEW. Oh, that's right. I got a bone to pick with you, AEW. Oh, I'm ready. I'm here for it. Let me get the popcorn. But until then, everybody. Stay safe.